This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Lessons learned from Cornelius Vanderbilt, part three. This is the last in a three-part series in examining the life of Cornelius Vanderbilt, not his whole life. We were just talking about his money and how the wealthiest man in the world at the time that he died in 1887 uh, left all of his money to his children who then squandered it. (laughs) So, you know, it is uh, a lesson, a cautionary tale about how we should be treating money and dealing with money. But more importantly, these last uh, three lessons that I'm putting out are really about the, the focus that our focus should not be on money and the pursuit of money, but on happiness and the pursuit of self and becoming the best people that we can be. So in this lesson, we're gonna talk about striving, not arriving. Many people think the, the path to wealth, I wanna be a millionaire, is the destination is the goal. The destination is not the goal. The process is the goal. Learning is the goal. Getting there is, almost anticlimactic. And I know because recently I had an anticlimactic moment that I'm going to share with you. Um, I've talked about in the past the importance of writing things down. I use the scripture Habakkuk, make make it plain on on tablets. And that being a very spiritual thing for me, back in the early 2000s, I um, started, well, the Daily News would hand out daily planners, at-a-glance planners for reporters who work there. And I started using their planners and mapping out my life. And I didn't realize at the time that I was putting things into, you know, into creation, but I would put goals in this daily planner. And for several years, I did that until technology caught up and I started putting it in my phone. And for three or four years, I would put my goals in my phone and I realized that I wasn't accomplishing the things that I was accomplishing when I was writing it down and putting it in in my daily planner. So every December 31st, New Year's Eve, I will uh, sit down, write out my goals, print them out, and tape them in the inside of my at-a-glance daily planner. So uh, if you want to order one for yourself, I'm not getting any money for this, but this is the planner that I use, product number 70-6950-05. And the reason why I love this planner, and this is, uh, I'm digressing now, but I think it's important. The reason why I like this planner is that I can see the entire month at a glance, but also it allows for you to write on individual days as well. So they'll give you every single day of the month and then there'll be a big calendar for the whole entire month. And on the side of the calendar, there are notes. So not only do I have my goals written in the front of the book, so every day when I open my book, I get to look at my goals because that's, that's, there's a spiritual exchange. It's not the same in the phone as looking at these actual things that you wrote with your own hands, but within the calendar itself, on the side, there are notes that I often you know, bring back and bring forward. So I have my year goals, and then every month there are goals that I want to achieve that month in my to-do list. And it's been a really powerful tool for me over the last couple of years since I've been back with it, and it's been about three years. I can't tell you how valuable this, been, this has been, but I digress. I'm getting back to this. So the, 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 the lesson for today is that it's the goal is to strive, not to arrive. And what does that mean? That means that, yes, you can have a goal as I have for how much money you want to make, and you put that down. But as I learned recently, this past weekend, I actually was able to cross something off my list. And last year, I, I crossed off two major things that I had um, been trying to do. But this last thing that I crossed off, I have been trying to uh, 
pay this bill off for the last seven years. And this bill has been bothering me like nobody's business because it is a subprime loan. So I, when I bought my home, they gave me a piggyback loan, even though I had credit that was in the 800s and I had enough money and enough down payment because I just signed a book deal for the house. I didn't need a piggyback loan, but they gave me a, they told me I needed a piggyback loan and I didn't have the savvy at the time to, to fight back. And this was the time when they were doing subprime lending, especially in our community. And I got hit with one. And the interest rate on this subprime loan is nine point something percent. And I realized like three or four years ago that after paying into this loan for six or seven years, that I had only put like a couple of thousand dollars on the principal. Like that's how much dent. And I'm paying like for this piggyback loan, something like $500 a month. And for seven years, so I went and did the math, and when I looked at what I had paid over the last seven years, this loan should have been paid off, and yet I still owed like $50,000, and I was livid, and it bothered me. So for the last three years, every year I put on there piggyback with the amount that I owe, and I need to get rid of it. So I did my taxes. I had a big tax bill this year, paid that. And this piggyback, I had a plan to get rid of it by October. And I'm on, on, on path for it, but I got the bill in the mail and I looked at it again. I looked at the interest rate. I looked at how much I owed and I just got, and they, and they recently just sold it. So that means, you know, they packaged my loan to, to another um, bank outlet. And so now they're going to try to make more money off of me. And I was like, hell no, nobody else is making money off of me. I work too damn hard. So I, I cashed in money from my savings account and I just paid this whole loan off this week weekend. And um, it was painful, but I got to cross it off of my list. And then I sat there as I looked at it and I said, I don't have a deed for this because it's a piggyback on my house. So I didn't like, I can't like have a deed burning party. The amount of money that I save on taxes is, you know, I don't know, not a whole lot. The interest rate that I, so I'm, so I'm sitting there, okay, and I'm, I'm putting $500 back in my pocket. That's always good. And I know what I'm going to do with that money moving forward. But it's kind of anticlimactic that I paid this off. I was so angry and fueled by, you know, feeling taken advantage of. And, you know, that, that now that I did it, you know, I had a moment of victory. But now I'm like, what's next? And there's a little bit of a letdown because that's not fueling me anymore. And so the third lesson is enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey because when you get there, when you get to your destination, it may not be all that it's cracked up to be, right? A lot of you may have, I want to be a millionaire over the next five, 10 years or whatever. Enjoy every single day that you get up with the pursuit of that. But then also have the next goal ready because if you're not constantly pursuing something, you're going to find that life is not going to be as fulfilling and we want to live life and life abundantly. We want to have the best life we possibly can have. And that requires us to always be motivated to get up every day to do something. So lesson three, enjoy the ride. Always have something to look forward to. Um, again, as I mentioned, my goals now, what I realize are not, not my destination. And I have a lot of them. And what, what I did this weekend, in addition to crossing off that goal, is I set a new one. Because that is what gets me up every day, the pursuit of this, the pursuit of, of excellence, the pursuit of, you know, finding, you know, fixing some flaws, the pursuit of, you know, doing things that I have never done before. That gets me going. And so um, I want to encourage you 
to to not just be goal oriented, you know, but not be like Cornelius Vanderbilt's children, which, you know, they didn't live happy lives with all the money in the world. They didn't live happy lives. And as a result, um, ended up squandering. So that, that's the other lesson. Once you get to a place, have a next thing to go, have a next place to go to. But also, if you aren't in pursuit of something constantly, then you, you're, you're subject to squandering the, all of the work that it took for you to get there. Let me tell you how hard it has been to be able to sacrifice, because it's been a sacrifice. Um, I know you listening to me, you think that I have, I'm, like money's just coming you know, in, in waves, and they're not. I don't have Howard Stern money. I only have close to it. I work for every single dollar that I make, every single dime that I make. I work extremely hard for it. As a matter of fact, I don't just work for me. I then share, right? But in, in the pursuit of that, what I've learned is that if I don't have something that feeds my soul, that the money is never, I don't work for money. And I had to realize that this year, that um, while I have money goals, the money goals are so that I can do more things for, for more people, right? Which is crazy, <laughs> but it's what makes me happy. So you should do the thing that makes you happy. So because joy is in the process and watching things unfold, you know, it is happiness is in the striving, not at the arriving. So my challenge for you today is to strive, const- constantly strive, keep striving, keep setting new, new heights for yourself, new goals, constantly challenge yourself to do more, to, to think differently, to be different, to be better. And don't worry about the destination. So let me know what you think. I'm opening the lines for questions. <laughs> call me no don't call me follow me on twitter at karen hunter at karen hunter hashtag podcast if you have any questions about my podcast or anything i'm going to be answering questions i'm gonna take two or three every sunday i'm gonna knock out questions so if you don't get a chance to call me on the radio you can ask me questions on twitter hashtag podcast till next time <laughs>